I try to wake up every morning and say to myself, okay, I'm going to try to create some magic today. And it might not be anything monumental or something that may matter to others. But to me, I try to just say, I'm going to try to just do that one thing that's going to make me happy today. Welcome to People Who Perform, the Real Estate Careers Podcast. Each episode will bring you conversations from business leaders and up and coming stars in the commercial real estate industry in Canada. Our guests will share their unique career journeys, passions, and advice on what it takes to be successful in this industry. This podcast is brought to you by Highview Partners, connecting people who perform in Canadian real estate. I'm your host, Richard Costello, and today I'm pleased to introduce Lorna Park. Lorna is the Senior Vice President, Property Management at Warrington PCI Management in Vancouver, which at the time of recording, and it's most likely grown by the time you hear this, has a portfolio of over 17 million square feet of office, retail, industrial, residential, and strata properties throughout Western Canada. During Lorna's 30 years in property management, she has covered all asset types, but is probably best known for her work in the retail sector. In recent years, Lorna worked in Asia, where she played a key role in the development of management and operating procedures for mixed-use projects in China, South Korea and Macau. In our conversation today, we'll hear more about Lorna's story to date, including her time in Asia. We'll touch on the incredible success of WPM, Warrington PCI Property Management, challenges facing the industry from a talent perspective, as well as Lorna's lessons and advice. So Lorna, it took a little arm wringing to get you in here, but a big welcome to you and thank you for joining me. Thank you, Richard. Thank you for the invitation. So we're speaking in Vancouver, which has been your home since 2017. But interestingly, you've never lived in the city before that time. And you've been lucky to travel and work in a variety of places, as we'll hear. Uh, but not to get too deep, but where do you where do you consider home? Oh, that's a really good question, Richard. I would say that Vancouver, of course, is my home now, and and I I love Vancouver. I love living here. I think it's a very vibrant, uh, active city. Um, I've lived I lived for quite some time in Edmonton, and um, also in Victoria. Edmonton was a great city. Uh, my daughter grew up there. Uh, we had a great life, and then I moved on to Victoria and. I have to say that my daughter lives there now, so my heart is actually rooted in Victoria, and it's a it's a beautiful city to live in. But I, I would say I'm kind of split between all three, to be honest. If you could take us back then to how you got started <laughs> in the industry um, and what you recall of your first big career break. Well, it was a different time. I started in Calgary, actually. I'd just come back from traveling across Canada and uh, and came back to... Calgary took a position as an administrative assistant with Dome Petroleum, actually, in the uh, Dome Tower at TD Square, which is the core now in Calgary. And um, at the time, I was responsible for setting up the employees with their ID access cards. And it was kind of new technology at that time. And and I chatted with the property manager who um, who was working on the floor with me and who had, we were doing the coordination together. And I said to him, well, you have a really cool job. I really, I really like your job. And he said, well, you know, 
we're actually looking for we're looking for people right now. Why don't you apply? And the company at the time was Oxford uh, Development. And I said, well, you know what, I'm I'm going to do that. And I did interview and I was lucky enough to get a job as a tenant coordinator, which essentially I did the move in of new tenants into the office tower and cut keys. And and it was really the start. And honestly, I never looked back after that. And was there any like formal training and development during those early years or is it a case of like learning on the job? It was learning on the job. I mean, the industry was, it wasn't brand new because of course, particularly the retail part of it's been around for many years, but, um, but it was, it was a different time and there was more learning on the job. So it, yeah, there was no formal training that went with that. My university was actually in, in education, not at all in business. And um, I guess, you know, when you, when, you, when you start in the industry without having like a formal education or, or, or training, it's, I think it's really important that you have good, good, good mentors, good managers, people to, to kind of guide you. So just wondering, you know, looking back, was there anyone in particular who kind of had a big influence on your career in those times? I've had many many mentors over the years. And I try, I, I've, I've been lucky enough in every position that I've had to have someone who has been a champion for me and has guided me through. So I could, you know, name probably a handful of people. However, I have been lucky enough to have had just so many that I'm so grateful for the fact that they believed in me and, and you know, really tried to, to be beside me and push me along. Lorna, I mentioned in the introduction that you're probably best known for your work in in the retail side of this industry. So perhaps you can tell us a bit more about your experience in this. And yeah, what do you what do you enjoy about the retail sector? Well, when I when I started with Oxford all those years back, uh, I was specifically in the office and and actually you know, the, the next position up with Oxford was in one of the small office buildings in downtown Calgary. But I always remain very connected to um, to the, the shopping center portion of that property in downtown Calgary and and really assisted the marketing director. This was a whole new world then. And I, I assisted the marketing director with events and, um, you know, tried to participate in a lot of that and, and really quickly fell in love with the dynamic environment of retail. And, um, you know, I love the marketing side of it. And I particularly love the relationship with the retailers and how vital that is. I mean, relationship in all property management is really important, obviously. But that one-on-one relationship with retailers is so vital because they rely on us so heavily uh, for their success. And so I, I think I was hooked pretty quickly on um, on on the retail portion of property management. And what about when it comes to managing retail properties? I feel like I, I often hear that uh, if you can manage, as a property manager, if you can manage retail, then you can handle other asset classes or other property types. Well, I, I think probably that statement comes from the fact that uh, retail properties have many facets. It's not I mean, there's the building facet, of course, which is very similar. It's it's still a, a building with systems that need to be, um, you know, kept up. And, and I mean, it still has all of those requirements. The difference in retail is that it's there's a marketing component that goes with it. There's, um, you know, there's it's much more hands on relationship with the retailers. 
the as I had said earlier, the I mean, retailers depend on that location for their success. It it really boils down to where they're located and and what the property is like and what you know what the what the overall um, feel of the property is. It's so it, it it's not just a building that oftentimes a, you know an office could open an accounting office can open up. Yes, they want a good address. Yes, they want you know accessibility. All those things are important, but it's it's critical for retail. It's critical that all those things fit together, and so that's why it. it when they say that it's easier to manage those properties, I mean, it's, ma property management is has got its challenges in, across all asset classes. But retail has just has more legs. There's more things that have to be considered when you're actually managing a retail property. To what extent do you consider a company's values when making a career decision or choosing a business partner? The values that we embody at Highview Partners are integral to everything that we do. Be the best, do what's right, force for good, and enjoy the journey. Guide every step of our process and influence our actions and behaviors. This podcast series was inspired by the value, enjoy the journey. This means bringing people together, building meaningful relationships within our industry, and giving back to the communities that we care deeply about. For more information, please visit us at highviewpartners.ca. Let's uh, let's hear a bit more about your time in in Asia, uh, which I think is super super unique. So, how how did that opportunity come about? First of all, well, I, I uh, it came actually when I was working with Ivanhoe Cambridge. It was a, a learning and development program that they had come up with, and um, there were there were in each region there was a property manager or a general manager and a marketing director and an operations manager selected to go over because we just opened up an office in Shanghai and to, to go over to share experiences, um, to, to provide some of the, the Western uh, systems that were in place. And because the shopping center business was relatively new at that time, that was back in 2009. Uh, so, I, I mean, I just happened to be the first one to go and the last one to leave. <laughs> so, um, so it, it, it really just ended up being timing in the right place at the right time. So. And, and what, so what were you tasked with uh, accomplishing there? Originally, I went over with the intent of setting up the just standard operating procedures for a shopping center that um, we had purchased in Hunan province. And uh, it was going to go through um, redevelopment. It was actually originally a department store, and it was going to go into the you know Western Shopping Center model, and and so you know we wanted to set up and support the team, the local the local management team. It's quite a different setup in Asia than it is in Canada or in North America, and um, and so that was the original. That's what it started off as, but the job morphed quite quickly. Um, I got more involved in in all aspects of the development and working with the development team and you know, selecting uh, items for the property and leasing and marketing. And it, it just, it really just grew. And from sort of the original, I think it was originally supposed to be three weeks, two or three times that we were supposed to go over and, and right. provide assistance. And then as you noted, I ended up actually physically moving to Shanghai and living there. <laughs> 
Was there a place that you 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 know you really enjoyed above others? I loved the the social part of Shanghai was fantastic. Uh, I got kind of involved in the Canadian Chamber there and、uh, the Canadian Consulate in it. So the social my social life was very rich there.、Um, yet when I look at the cultural experience in Seoul, it was tremendous.、Uh, I and my work. Time in Seoul was fantastic as well. I we had a great client. I had just a fantastic team that I worked with.、Um, and then Hong Kong is there's a lot of similarities to Vancouver in Hong Kong. So and it's more English speaking. So I probably didn't delve as much culturally as I did in Shanghai and in、uh, Seoul. But again, I took away so many wonderful things from Hong Kong as well. So. It's really hard for me to tell you which one I thought was the best. What are the big takeaways、uh, for you for, from that time in Asia? Every one of the cities that I worked in came with、mm. with takeaway lessons.、Uh, I mean, the technology in Seoul, for example, is phenomenal. I mean, they they were you know so far in terms of the technology within the shopping centers. It really was quite remarkable.、Um, and things that I I mean I couldn't I, I didn't even. Couldn't even touch the surface. So, and, and then just you know recognizing that I mean they have their you know they're very restricted land wise. So the shopping centers are very tall. Like they're not like ours where we have these really you know big vast pieces of land that we build properties on. And yet there they might have a block, and but the shopping center may be you know eleven stories high. And so the challenges of Of managing that and marketing it are really quite unique, and I can imagine that that whole experience as well because it's it's not always kind of sunshine and rainbows, <laughs> is it? I can imagine it was like quite a difficult,、um, well, you had difficult times as well. I, you know what, I I had yes, there's no doubt. There were tears. There were lots of calls home. I mean, thank goodness that we had. The technology that existed for me to be able to FaceTime and、um, to have that connection, the time the time difference can be challenging because you're you know virtually night and day different.、Um, but I, I you know having been back now for several years, I still look back on the entire experience with absolute warmth and. Gratitude. I, I honestly can't. I don't look back and go, "Oh my gosh, that was tough." I've forgotten how tough that was.、Um, I mean, now I look back and go, "Holy camoli, that was really a, a tremendous experience." And I often shake myself and go, "I, I can't even believe I did that. Like、right. it seems so unbelievable to me now." Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's awesome. There's, I mean, there's always a lot of growth in that sort of discomfort, I guess, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, and and you know you we are very adaptable, and you learn very quickly to be adaptable、um, because you have to because that's I mean you're there, and and so I just embraced it, and absolutely like you learn very quickly. No, thank you.、Um, I spent a bit of time sort of reflecting back on that, but I think it it's quite unique. Like there aren't that many people that have kind of done that、um, mid. Career, because it could be perceived as a risk as well. It's、um, yeah, there's there's kind of a lot at stake, but but yeah, good to have that positive outlook with it all. Well, it did. I mean, I must say, it really catapulted my career.、Mm. I was 
I mean, I was very happy. I had a great job here in Canada, uh, but it it sent me to a different level. It opened up doors that I probably would have never had the opportunity to have here because the industry was is so much more mature in North America and in Canada particularly. Uh, so I it, it gave me, it, it opened up a door that, and many doors that I would have never been able to open here. So both from a personal perspective, but certainly from a career perspective, it was really the right time, even though, as you said, it was mid-career. Yeah, fantastic. Well, you moved back to, to Canada in 2017, as I, as I mentioned at the start, and, and joined WPM. So for anyone, anyone listening who is unfamiliar, what, what can you tell us about the business? Well, uh, Warrington PCI Management um, is, is actually British Columbia's largest commercial property management company. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, we have a portfolio of, consisting of over 17 million square feet. And yes, it did change rather rapidly over the five years that I've been with them. Um, and not, not because of me, trust me. But, uh, and, and all of our assets are actually um, over the lower mainland, which is really remarkable because we are, you know, Vancouver-based company. We're headquartered in Vancouver. Uh, right now, we're getting up into the range of uh, 200 employees. Um, and we, being third party, we have a very diverse client base from institutional owners to smaller offshore investors. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, as you say, over the last five years, uh, Warrington PCI management has grown from I think, 7 million square feet, well, grown, grown 10 million square feet over 17 million. It's incredible, <laughs> incredible growth. Um, like what do you... What do you attribute the success to if it's not if it's not all down to you? <laughs> well, actually, Richard, we have an excellent relationship with our clients and our, our president, Adam Spear, has maintained those relationships for many, many years. In addition, um, Adam's also very well connected in the brokerage community, which is very beneficial to our business. Of course, I can't forget our partner, PCI. They've been instrumental in our success as they have uh, entrusted us with the management of their developments. Um, PCI, as you know, is one of the most prominent and successful developers in Western Canada and the Lower Mainland with landmark developments throughout. And in early 2021, we purchased SDM Realty Advisors, which is another third-party property management company located their head office in Vancouver. And their management principles aligned perfectly with ours, which really assisted with the transition. And of course, the addition of their portfolio significantly increased our square footage under management. So those are really the main reasons, Richard. Well, growing a business is, is not without its, its challenges. Um, and sometimes it can be tough to maintain like the, the culture as, the, as a team grows. So I guess, what's the culture like at, at Warrington? PCI management and, and how have you managed to retain it or you know or have you like what have, what have been the challenges there well I that's one thing I'm really proud of working for WPM is the fact that we do keep our team our teams stay with us and have stayed with us for a long time and I, I believe a lot of that is because we're very people-centered in our approach to property management um, our team remains our priority we're, we're very supportive of our employees. Uh, we recognize that they're the backbone of the business. 
we do our best to to meet the market in terms of salary and benefits and we're constantly reviewing that and constantly challenging it and and hoping that we're you know i mean doing the right thing by everyone uh, covid's been really um challenging for all companies and particularly with the work from home and how it's changing that whole work from home environment and so we've tried to remain very flexible with that and we'll continue to and we'll continue reviewing it and making sure that we're keeping up with the industry trends and um so you know we've we've tried to keep up our social times as much as we could yeah. particularly through covid and and I, I again i mean i just can't stress the fact enough that the people part of it is really what drives our industry or drives our business and so it's very important to us well, a bit of a shift here. So in, in all of your experience, what do you think separates a a great from from a good property manager? <laughs> I mean, the, we talked a little bit about this earlier. Um, the technology, uh, staying on top of the trends is really important. Uh, I mean, as we talked about the shopping center industry, particularly just the changes, the vast changes in the last 10 years has been monumental. But I, I believe that it really boils down to really genuinely caring about your team, about your clients, about your customers, and, and attention to detail. Never forget the attention to detail. Always remember that that's the business we're in is, is, a, is attention to detail. And I think if, if you can do that, it really does help to separate you from from the others that maybe don't have those qualities. Well, the industry is is calling out for for more people to to step into into property management. As we know, there's a, it's it's tough to tough to hire experienced people these days, uh, and property administration provides like a really good entry point for for a lot of people. I guess it was kind of the the case for you. Um, so you know what. What do you look for when, when you're hiring people that, that haven't necessarily worked in the industry before? I, I personally like to look for enthusiasm and somebody who's really, I mean, even though they may not have the background, that they're enthusiastic and want to learn and, and they're inquisitive and they, they ask lots of questions and, and are respectful, respectful of the people that work around them, um, that, you know, that everyone's going through that learning process. Uh, the experience is great, but that desire to learn and desire to grow to me is way more important. Um, and I personally try to always hire smarter people than me because it makes me look good. So, <laughs> and, and what advice or, or lessons do you have for anyone that's in the industry and is looking to set themselves up for a successful career? Learn as much as you can about the industry you're in. Uh, read as much as you can join industry groups, um, make sure that you, you know, try to stay up on top of the trends that are within the industry, the specific industry or asset class that you're in. Um, but take other courses. Don't limit yourself to just to property management courses. If you like interior design, take interior design because it'll only enhance your career. Make sure that you don't pigeonhole yourself into something that you're not allowing you know, that you're not enjoying the other parts of your life. Um, I find that well-rounded people make much better employees and much better co-workers. And is there anything that you do 
outside of work that helps you perform better in it? Physician, heal thyself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I mean, recently I've been exercising more in the past couple of years, uh, thank goodness, and uh, that's really helped. I I do like, there's lots of, I like activities. I love being outside. I love Vancouver for the accessibility to outdoor activities. Um, I do a little, dabble a little bit in painting, and uh, I love to travel. I'm so excited about the, about the travel, the borders being backed open and are back open again. And, and I think I'd mentioned to you that when I was living in Asia, that was one thing about particularly living in Hong Kong is that there's such accessibility to travel internationally there. And uh, so I went to Bali from Hong Kong probably five times. And I have every intention of going back not once or twice, but more times. So, nice. so yeah, I'm. I those are kind yeah. of the things. Yeah, my family. Awesome. I love. I love my family. I love being around my family. Yeah, fantastic. No, thank you. And so, Lorna, what excites you about the future? Then, I guess this is my final question. <laughs> you know, I, I think I, I had mentioned to you earlier, Richard. Every day is, for me, is exciting. Uh, that you know, as I get a bit older, I look at every day as a gift. Um, I'm so incredibly grateful for the colleagues that I've had, for my incredible family, uh, this great job, uh, my friends, and and just, yeah, I just try to, I try to approach each day with that. I try to wake up every morning and say to myself, okay, I'm going to try to create some magic today. And it might not be anything monumental or something that may matter to others but to me i try to just say i'm going to try to just do that one thing that's going to make me happy today so um yeah every day yeah good for you yeah every day i like that well lorna thank you very much for your yeah for your for your time with me today and, and for sharing this i know it's not something that you sort of naturally gravitate towards and there was a bit of arm twisting but I think, yeah, it's great advice and people love to hear from you. So thank you. Thank you, Richard. Thank you for listening to People Who Perform, the Real Estate Careers podcast brought to you by Highview Partners, a talent search and recruitment firm focused exclusively on Canadian real estate. If your real estate team is looking to find the best next hire, or if you're ready to make the best next move in your career, then reach out to Highview Partners today. Follow us on LinkedIn and visit us at highviewpartners.ca.